What's up, everyone? I'm your host, Coach Joe Strong, here to bring you another great episode of the Business of Strength podcast, where you can hear the interviews, tips, and tools to turn your passion for strength into a profitable business you will love. Do not forget our next and last live event for the foreseeable future. As it stands right now, we only run our live events in June and the first weekend in December, twice a year at the halfway point and at the end of the year leading into the new year to get people set up with their marching orders. And this is going to be our last live event here at Varsity House, November 30th and December 1st. It's a Thursday and Friday here while the gym is live. You get to see everything live. You'll spend time on the gym floor. You'll spend time at the front desk. You'll spend time with our team. You'll spend time in the boardroom with us learning our systems and processes. And we'll basically give you a Cliff's Notes blueprint of all the major systems that have helped us scale our business since 2006. Again, this is the last live immersion for the year, possibly till June. Okay, so if you if you if you need clarity, you need inspiration, you want to you you need feel like you want to check off the box and get some last minute end of the year ideas. This is going to be an amazing seminar. We're going to spend the majority of the two days building out our 2024 marketing calendar. So we'll get customer service systems, programming, you know, uh, employee development and all that stuff. But we're going to spend a bulk of the time on the marketing. So you could register at businessofstrength.com go to live events, you pick the live event. It's $500 for the two-day workshop. It's a steal. I, I I argue that 10X isn't even close to what you'll get at it. If you can't make $50,000 with some of the ideas that we're going to give you uh, coming to this uh, two-day workshop, then it's kind of on you. Then you're the problem. Um, the price increase process to raise your prices instantaneously makes gyms anywhere between $15,000 and $50,000 literally could be in seconds and and we just make a couple tweaks to your pricing structure and, and a price increase process that we put in place for you. And that alone could be an entire month to two months of revenue generation. So hop on that. It's our last event. It's going to be awesome. All right. So today I'm going to talk a little bit about the parallels between training and business and how me and Dan and Big Mike and the crew here hitting PRs in the gym has led to more PRs in business. And the two things kind of go hand in hand. First, let's just start by painting a little bit of a picture here with training. A lot of the people that we deal with in the consulting side of the business are startup to, let's say, half a million. They are the doers. They are the phase one businesses and they are in the startup phase and they're basically doing the majority of everything themselves. Head coach, head of finance, head of marketing, head of sales, head leader, you know, head idea generator, all that stuff. And, and we always talk about the coach owner paradox. They are probably reaching the point in which their ability to, um, to train has gotten them busy but that busy is on the gym floor serving the product. And now they're running into a time constraint uh, for working on the business, right? Marketing starting to slip. Sales processes aren't really quite there. The team, maybe the verbiage is the team doesn't quite get it, right? And we're starting to see a little bit of, you know, foul up here and there. And it really is just a time issue where that owner operator, um, you know, the, 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 
the technician, if you will, who's not only the owner operator, but doing and providing the product um, is trapped in the business. And that's usually right around 30 sessions a week. And for a lot of people out there, you'll say 30, I, I'm doing 40, I'm doing 50. Well, great. Then you're getting even less done. Um, but we see the break point for owners to be right around that 25 to 30 sessions a week, because we all know as trainers, right? Anybody who's trained their ass, who's worth their ass in training, who's done a few sessions, tens of thousands in my case, um, you know that 30 hours of training is probably more like 45 hours of time in the gym. So if you're doing 30 actual floor hours where you're billable, 30 billable sessions, you're probably putting another 15 hours into that, meaning the time in between sessions, the time cleaning up after a session, the prep time of getting your programs in line and setting up the gym and all the little things that go along with training people, right? It's not just 30 hours and I'm out the door and done and I move on to the next thing. It's, you know, a, a totality of time, which is probably, you know, uh, I, I like to estimate uh, in the realm of 50%. So 50%. So if you're training 30, you're putting 45 into it. If you're training 50, you're, it's a 75 hour week, right? And, and it's really tough to, to convince me otherwise, because I've done this for so long. So, so that's number one, is, you know, the time constraint and why you need to start to prioritize your time and start to PR both in the, in the gym for yourself as an owner operator and in the bank accounts, right? And here's how we'll put those two together. Training, and, and business follow an almost ex exact blueprint, right? And I'll give you a few analogies that you'll understand. But, you know, when Dan and I were, you know, still heavy technicians and training was the most important thing in our lives and our program on our programming was the most important thing to us. And we thought we held that in such high regard. We thought that that's the reason why we're going to get busy. This is the reason why people are going to come. We're going to be great. We're going to do this. And, and that was partially true, right? We got really busy because we were really good coaches and we gave a shit about people and, and we gave ourselves fully to our clients, right? So that makes sense that we got busy. Um, but again, you know, as, as the business reached different levels, like I'm sure a lot of you have reached, um, you quickly realize that the training is a part of the business. It's the product, right? And it's a, a big part. It's super, super, super important. It is the product that you're providing. It's like the food at a restaurant. Yes, it, the food is very, very important. Um, but you have to have a great wait staff. You have to have a great back of house staff, the chefs and the cooks and the line cooks stuff. You have to have a great customer service process and a lot of different in marketing and sales and all those things. So you, again, as the business grows, you'll start to see that those other things become equally, if not more important than the actual training itself. You know, and now at, when you're at a scaling business, you're at stage four and you're scaling like we are. Um, again, I'm never going to say publicly that the training is not important. The training is absolutely mission critical, important. But there are other things that um, that are equally, if not more important. And I will say that the training is something that you can delegate out a lot easier than the marketing, than the sales and the leadership, right? It's not easy to get you know, a, a really good X's and O's trainer to become a really good marketer or a really good salesperson or a really good leader that might not be inherently part of their wheelhouse. So, you know, training is something that, you know, you can scale and delegate and move on from, right? If you want to. So that's one, that's the coach owner paradox stuck in the gym. Two, we said, you know, they're very similar, right? And when we think about a business and the growth of a business, I'm going to think about the end goal in mind, right? I'm going to start with the end result, right? So like if I was an athlete and I wanted to squat 500 pounds 
and I'm currently at a 405 squat, right? I have a 95 pound differential to make up. So based on my knowledge and training, whatever I think I can handle, this person's trainability, there's lots of factors involved, but let's just say I think that that process will take six months. In six months, we should be able to add 100 pounds to our squat based on strength improvements, technical improvements, and mechanical you know, advantage improvements, right? You know, overall power and strength and mobility, whatever it is, right? And the end goal is 500 pound squat. We'll say that that's a meat day. It's a, you know, there's the, you know, uh, 2024, you know, uh, uh, world championships or whatever, New Jersey state championships, right. That we're going to, that's going to be the, where I'm going to showcase that new ability is that date. And let's just say that it's six months out from today. I'm going to work back in one month increments, laying out the plan, and I'm going to set up some specific markers along the way. And I'm going to outline that athlete's weaknesses, right? Like kind of doing like a SWOT analysis for that athlete. What's their strengths, weaknesses? What opportunities do they have to fix? What's, what's some things that are holding them back, right? Whatever that might be. Maybe it's nutrition, maybe it's mobility, maybe it's just lack of raw strength, right? Things like that. And I might identify a couple key body parts like they have a weak lower back or they have underdeveloped hamstrings or, or, you know, or it's a technical cueing issue, right? Where they're just, they're not technically as proficient as they need to be to perform the squat at maximal load uh, with good proficiency, right? So I'm going to work on that, right? So there's going to be lots of things and I'm going to put those markers into my plan. And then I'm going to build the plan backwards. And again, each month, each quarter, right? Every segment, maybe every two months, there's a specific retesting and marker, you know, uh, identification, right? Business is exactly the same. Let's just say for the sake of this argument, if you want to do, you know, a million dollars in business, right? It's kind of common knowledge now that a million dollars in business, you know, is about, is roughly $83,333 a month. So we know we have to hit $83,000 a month. We divide that by four. We got to hit about 20,000 a week to hit a million dollars. Okay. And then you can start to look it back and say, all right, how many members do I need to have to hit that 20 grand a week? How many, um, you know, what prices do I need to charge and so forth? And what does my sales marketing process look like to lead to that? So again, just knowing my indicators, again, let's go back to strength. If I know for this athlete that let's say, you know, a rack pull is 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 a is a great indicator of their overall ability to squat. And I see the rack pull consistently going up and the numbers improve me. I can probably extrapolate that their squat and or ability to deadlift in a meet is also going up with that, right? If I'm hitting PRs in my accessory lifts, right, using conjugate methodology, I'm hitting PRs in my in my accessory lifts. I'm hitting, I'm, I'm hitting my percentages on my max effort day and on my speed day. I can probably extrapolate that I'm going to be doing okay on meet day. Well, the same thing is true here, right? Okay, great. If I, if I know that I close, you know, 50% of all leads to a sale, which, which if you did, you'd be, you know, a $10 million gym. Um, you know, and, and for every hundred leads, I'm going to get 50 memberships. I can work that back. Okay. So I know now I know how many leads I need to get in a month to hit my number, right? If the number's 88,000, again, if you charge, let's just do some numbers, 80, 83,333. Um, let's just say you're charging a premium price, right? You're going to divide that by let's say $400. That's a maybe a semi-private model or a private training model where you're charging a little bit more of a premium price. That means you would need 
you would need roughly 208 members paying that price to hit the 83K month, okay? Now I have this data and I could start to make these adjustments to my training plan, and in this case, your marketing and sales plan to hit the numbers. And, and I, I, again, I give a lot of credit to Pat Rigsby for those of you who listen to the, to the, to the podcast or have listened to me. Um, we've had Pat on, we've talked about Pat many times. Uh, I, I really credit Pat for opening my eyes to the business side of, of the gym business. Right. And, and, and he was the first person that said to me, son, this is a business. You got to run a business that just happens to be selling training. And I said, oh man, I, I, I was thinking about this whole, all wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a great trainer and the business will take care of itself. And again, I was partially right and partially wrong. I, I always say that the best thing that ever, the worst thing that ever happened to me was I was really good at what I was doing and I got really busy fast. And, and because of that, I, I had a tough time running the business. Okay. And things started to slip. Pat also said to me, and gave me the analogy of sports performance and said in during that meeting, and there was several other people in that meeting who had like sports performance businesses and stuff and businesses that were way further along the pipeline than we were. And they were like, well, you know, training and business are the same thing. You just, you know, start with the end result, construct the plan backwards, build in your KPIs and learn your data. And I would say the same thing for any great coach, right? You got to know your client's data inside now, how much, what, all their numbers on every lift what their uh, averages look like and so forth, all their percentages. And when you have all that data, it's easy to construct a program or at least easier, right? And the same thing for your business. If I know the data, I know, I know, you know, how low my average client stays, what my average client value is, how, what my cost per acquisition of a client is, you know, what my average lead time on a client is, meaning how long does it take to convert a client? Because time and money are the same thing in the training business, right? That's going to give me all the data I need to start to build a plan backwards to say, all right, great. Hey, it cost us $300 to acquire a client from start to finish. It, it takes this much time. We need X amount of clients to close in order to hit our mark. Uh, that means our marketing spend and our marketing energy has to be here, right? And so forth. And we kind of build this process out step by step. And, and, and you get to the end result then over years of doing it, right? Just like training, right? Nobody becomes a world champion, powerlifter, strongman, Olympic weightlifter in their first year. It's usually decades of work that got them there. And what really was the difference for that athlete? It was probably getting way more in tune with their bodies, their abilities, their numbers, their percentages. So the, those athletes know exactly where they got to be at what time to PR at the Olympics or PR at the meet or PR at, you know, worlds or whatever it might be, right? Like I look at like a big Mike, right? Big Mike has been training so consistently and, and, and competing so consistently that, I'll go to how's, how's training go? Training's going really good. I'm really on target for this meet. When's the meet? March. I'm like, dude, that's like five months from now. He's like, he's like, I'm on the mark. He's like, all my training, all my metrics have been on the mark. And I'm like, I'm like, so he has a feel for his training. And the same thing is true for me and, and Big Mike in the marketing and sales seats. It's like, hey, like we know where we have to be. So he can make course corrections instantly. Hey, Joe, the leads are a little off this week. You know, so my sales numbers are a little down. Here's some things that we got to do to pump up either the volume of leads and or um, the sales outputs, right? And we can make those adjustments lifetime. But if you don't know the data and you're not 
paying attention to all the, the KPIs and the little details that lead to the success. Remember, bench press, if you want to bench press 400 pounds and squat 500 pounds, it's not just bench pressing and squatting more and more and more. It's the accessory lifts that make up about 80% of the lifting in, in, in the majority of world champion process, right? Same thing is true in the gym. You know, getting more leads isn't just firing out social media, right? It's it's having a totality of a marketing process and plan in place, referrals, social media, email campaigns, lead magnets, you know, community outreach, joint ventures, mailers, you name it, it exists, right? So at different times and different priorities and so forth, right? And you need to know the data, right? And and again, that would be like, you know, LeBron James walks into your gym and asks you to train a billion dollar athlete and you don't do an assessment and you have no baseline data on anything that he's doing. I don't even worry about it. Let's just get started training and you throw him into like, what are you going to do? Throw him into a boot camp class? Okay. You know what I mean? So, so this is the, what I'm getting to is if you want to hit PRs in your P&L and you're a trainer minded person, well, put your trainer cap on and build out a, a training system for your marketing and sales and look at it like a 12-week cycle. And I'm going to break that 12-week cycle into smaller 30-day mesocycles and weekly microcycles. And there has to be certain things that happen in each one. Again, if I'm trying to bench press and I want a bigger bench press and I know that triceps and back work are the key to a bigger bench press, I'm probably working those things in more frequently. So if I know that sales calls are a key to making more sales, I'm probably going to work them into the schedule. And a couple of times a week, I block out time in my schedule or somebody else's on my team schedule to make a whole bunch of phone calls, just like marketing outputs, right? If I know that I convert well from social media and that every time I do a really good, well-done reel that has a tip tactic or tool for my ideal client, that it drums up business DMs and so forth, or people opting into a lead magnet, then do more of that and build that in. All right. Just like you would with an athlete. Hey, I see when Joe, you know, um, you know, improves his JM press strength, that his bench press goes way up, work the JM press more you know a few times a week and make that more of a thing until it stops working all right and the same thing is true for the calls call volume goes up until you physically cannot do more calls or people stop telling you to stop fucking calling me okay that's when you know you've marketed just enough right i never say too much because there's no such thing so again for all you trainers out there who are making the conversion from the dedicated coach uh, a technician to tactical business owner. Okay. It's just training. It's just training something else. Spend the time that you would to write the, write your clients, a really great 12 week training program and write yourself a really great 12 week marketing and sales plan with KPIs like leads, lead, you know, source, how much the person spent, how long they stayed, start gathering data so that you have real information in front of you. And now I know all the norms of my business. And I can clearly see when attrition is going up or down. I can clearly see when marketing spend is going up or down and what the ROI on that those actions have. Okay, so remember, the, the, the precluding actions, right? What we'll call 
you know, our, our, uh, you know, these preceding actions are more important than the thing itself. Again, tricep work, back work is more important than bench pressing for a big bench press. Okay. Just like sales calls, marketing outputs, planning your marketing, right? Like the whiteboard I have here for those of you who watch the videos. Okay. Everything starts with a plan. We extrapolate the end goal. Hey, we got to get the X amount of clients by the end of the year. I have this many weeks left. We need this many clients per week. And we're retweaking and retooling the system as we go to hit the mark, right? It's a moving tar target, right? Not every month's consistent. Some months you have more attrition, just like training, right? One month, you know, maybe you were had a great month uh, uh, of January, but February you tweaked the tricep and now you haven't been able to press or you haven't been able to do. So what do you do? Do you just stop training, quit, give up? No, you got to find a way to work around it. You got to train the other body parts, train the other things that you can control and work on. And the same thing is true. Hey, had a bad month of social media, didn't really get a lot of engagement, but I'm doubling down on referral calls and upgrade calls and, and you know, uh, 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 you know, reactivation calls and things like that. Okay. So um, think about it a little bit more like that. And the last thing I'll say here on this topic, because um, I want to keep some of these podcasts to under 30 minutes is your own personal fitness matters tremendously. I, I I don't have any raw data on this only, but the data that I have on myself and my my own teammates here, right? When, when we're on and I'm on, when I'm training hard, dedicated to my plan, not missing sessions, doing the work, right? And I'm PRing in the gym. It's almost an amazing, miraculous thing that happens that I start PRing more in business. I've never met anybody who said anything different. Nobody. I've never met another gym owner anywhere who wasn't crushing it with their own personal fitness, who didn't see a direct correlation to an improvement in their business. It's a fact, folks. Your fitness matters. It matters to your energy. It matters to the product, right? If you're not living the product, you're not living the life you're telling other people to. There is something to that. There is something to leading it from the front with your team. There is something to your team seeing their owner hit a badass PR, whether or not that's a world record or a meat winning lift, or it doesn't matter if it's your PR, it's, it's still a giant win. And it shows the team that this product and what we're doing as a team matters a lot to the community. And it's not just something that I'm doing to cash a check. All right. That's number one. Number two is okay. That, the commitment, consistency, right? And, and hard work that it takes to dedicate yourself to a 12, 16, 24, 52 week plan, right? Without missing a session. I have not missed a single workout in the last 18 months. Not one, not one workout in 18 months that wasn't planned to be missed or made up as a result of, you know, a family issue or, or vacation or business trip or whatever. I have not missed a single workout in 18 months and there is a correlation. I know there is, right? And I don't have the the I don't have the global data to prove it, but I know when I see Mike is on and he's training hard for a competition, the things start to fall in line. When Dan is focused on his fitness and he's present and mindful and and full of energy for his family, all of a sudden things start to fall in line. Okay? Practice what you preach. 
Get out there and design the best 12-week training program for yourself and stick to that shit and treat it like 75 hard and go do it and do the same exact thing for your business. Set up a 12-week, 16-week training plan for your marketing and sales. Look at the first quarter of your business. I always think that I always start the first quarter in December. When I plan the first quarter of the year, I plan December through March, okay? Because there's a lot of crossover in the month of December into January to hit that new year, new you, you know, boom uh, correctly. So that's my suggestion to you. Don't forget, if you want to come see us November 30th and December 1st, you can click the links in the link in the show notes to come see us here at Varsity House. It's our last live immersion for the year and possibly until June of 2024. So don't miss out on the opportunity to come hang with us, meet the team, see the gym live in action for a couple hundred bucks. You will not be disappointed. You will walk away with a boatload of value. This is the business of strength. We'll see you next time. <laughs>